Hey everyone, thank you so, so much for all of your love and support over our first 25 episodes. It honestly means the world to Robbie and I, and stay tuned later in the episode for more on that. Just a quick heads up that we did have some tech issues recording this one. You'll notice that in the first little bit that Cripper's audio cuts in and out a little, but around the eight or nine minute mark, our mics sorted themselves out, so the quality improves from there. Enjoy. And welcome back to the Stuck In Between podcast. <laughs> My name is Kripa and today I'll be interviewing podcasters Romy Seher and Sendin Sanjayan to celebrate the 25th episode of their podcast, Stuck In Between. Such an honour to be here. I know. Thank you for having it's us. so weird having <laughs> someone else doing that yeah. bit. That's my job. I know. I'm losing I, control. I feel in control. Oh my God. <laughs> well, first of all, thanks so much for being here, Kripa. Yeah. I guess for our listeners. Uh, we first met in, I want to say like April, May. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a reflection that I had, which I shared with you on that day, which I'll share with our listeners as well, is that um, you started your podcast a couple of months after us. And when I first saw your podcast come about, I initially saw that as a threat because you were doing something similar to what we were doing and getting all these cool guests on and your Instagram was growing so fast. Mm. Um, It took me a while to kind of catch myself and realize how selfish thinking that way was because, you know, rather than celebrating the fact that we have more diversity in podcasting and, you know, more people sharing and platforming South Asian stories, um, I kind of got caught up in how that affects us, Mm. right? Which was, um, yeah, obviously very toxic. Yeah, I think that's so normal. Like, I think that's a human feeling. I felt the same way and... Mm. Well, I mean, thank you for saying that because, um, yeah, full transparency, I completely agree. I think when there's a table and it's a white table, a brown person only gets one seat. Mm. And so I think it's created this culture of competition between brown people and, like, just people of colour in general. So when there is someone else doing what you're doing, it's like, why are there, Why are 99 out of the 100 podcasts in the top 100? They're all white people. Yeah. Mm. They're not by each other. Yeah. So like, I think it's... I think it's a great thing that there are more people in the space because it creates like normality and there's different stuff. Like we bring different things. Mm, yeah. yeah. We are two brown podcasts. It really doesn't, I think there's this homogenous clump of like, oh, there must be about each other. Mm. Yeah. We're not necessarily talking about the same things. Mm. We're not, we don't have the same personalities yet. Mm. There's this innate, oh my God, another South Asian doing mm. a good thing instead of, oh my God, it's another South Asian doing yeah. a great yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. And then like people also, I feel like there's like this assumption that because we're both South Asian podcasts, it's all same, same. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know, but to your point, we have different styles. We talk about different things. Right. And that's not just in podcasting. I feel like a lot of brown people, because to your point, there's only like one of them in whatever space it is or like a couple of them. You're just fighting for that space. You whereas to like, like represent everything as why well. Why can't, yeah. Like why can't there be multiple yeah. of us and why can't that be the norm? And we're not like this homogenous clump where it's like yeah. I only get value from listening to one person of colour because or one podcast of colour because, you know, this person says X, Y, Z stories and I kind of relate to the stories in this way. But it's like why can't we invest in the people and like – know that oh okay i feel this way about this person and this way about this person rather than oh okay brown Mm. podcasts they're all the same they all have the same personality they all talk about the exact same stuff if anything like if you like one of them you're bound to like another yeah like i feel like so 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 many of our audiences would overlap Mm. because it's like you know if you 
like listening about brown people things, you like listening to the other ones as well. Yeah. I think the more there are, the more likely it is for more people to want to even engage in the communities and listen and get value out of the things that we share. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a good thing. Yeah. And the whole purpose of what we're doing is to platform stories by people of colour. Yeah. The more of us there are, the more stories we can platform. Exactly. Mm. And we're also creating our own space. And if we can create our space, we can create the rules, right? Exactly. So why does it have to be... Uh, like only one seat for us when it's our table mm. yeah 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 exactly exactly we um so yeah so we so we met up in april or may and i think in the first 20 minutes of us hanging out it felt like we've been friends for years mm. and i think since then it's just been really cool to first of all see how far you've come mm. with all the amazing guests Thank you've gotten you. on and the growth you've had um but also what i've loved is how we message each other to encourage mm. each other with the podcast as well. So yeah. after a, a good episode or landing a great guest, we'll message each other to kind of motivate yeah. each other through. And if there's anything that we can do to like support one another, we do that as well. So yeah. I think it's, it's just like cool to kind of have this little podcasting community that yeah. we're all a part of. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. I think it's a different thing to acknowledge, okay, we're not each other's threats, but then to actively go out of our way to support each other. I think like it rewires your brain to be like, oh, okay, when someone else does something good, and this is like, again, aside from the podcasting world, someone else does something Anything, good, whatever, yeah. you're like, oh, good for them. Yeah. It's really hard yeah. to unlearn that, right? Yeah, mm. exactly. No, because we should be encouraging each other. And it was so cool. Like there was another podcast that started up recently and she'd messaged Sandin and I and asked for advice and we had a call with her and stuff like yeah, that. So it's actually so, yeah, oh, pen, pen, talk. pen Talks. Pen Talks, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's so cool to be able to do that, you know, within the yeah. community as well because it's such that. a niche. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people say that like the podcasting world is super saturated and I agree, but it's really not saturated with brown people. Yeah. Mm. And I also find that that makes it harder to get people to listen to podcasts mm. as well. Like, I don't know if you guys have had this issue where it's like, it's a behavioral change, right? To be like, okay, click on this link to go to our episode and listen to it rather than because there aren't a lot of brown people doing podcasts, less brown people listen to podcasts. I don't mm. know if that's just an assumption that I'm making. Mm. I think the, also the thing to that is the expectation of what, like to your point earlier, what a South Asian podcast is, is very different as well. So mm. I feel like it's kind of assumed that's going to be a bit heavier and you're going to address things like representation and things like that, which mm. might not be necessarily which easy conversations. Do, yeah. But it's like, it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like just on a practical level as well, both our podcasts, we started during a pandemic mm. and many people went traveling to work as well. Mm. So that could be like a huge thing where... That's the only time I listen to podcasts. Yeah, because yeah. even like people who are still traveling to work would be like, oh, I listen on the car, like, you know, to work in my car ride. So I'm thinking like, what about everyone working from home? Yeah. Like, yeah. are people just, you know, so... Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Like, that we're still killing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, you know, I guess the purpose of this episode is for us to kind of reflect on the journey so far and to share a little bit more about our personal lives with our listeners mm-hmm. and the behind the scenes of running a podcast. Uh, but before that, I think we need to start by first of all, thanking our listeners. Um, 25 episodes in, we've surpassed 10,000 downloads, which I don't think Romy and I kind of imagined when we started. No, not at all. Um, and it's just been so touching to get the feedback from our listeners. Yeah. You know, people out of the blue messaging us to say that they learned something new from our episode or they can relate to something. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just meant the world, yeah. um, as cliche as that is. Yeah, and, and to hear like people say, I've never heard someone talk about these issues before. 
like yeah. about issues that matter to South Asian people and this is the first time like listening to it it's so relatable I'm sure you get this a lot as well Kripa yeah, like it's sure. so amazing to hear because that's the whole purpose of it as well so so grateful for our listeners yeah and we'll speak a little more to that towards the end of the episode but we'll hand it over to you Kripa Thank you so much for having me here. I'm just honored to be interviewing you guys, grilling you today and for even giving me this um, like space on your on your podcast. And uh, hopefully you guys will uh, come on an episode over at Uncultured as well. And I think it's just phenomenal that you've gotten to 10K downloads. Like that's incredible and like so well deserved. Have you done anything to celebrate? This yeah, this tonight, episode. right now, spending our, <laughs> spending our evening with you. <laughs> the evening with you. Yeah. yeah. But no, no, like, to your point, thank you, thank you for that. It's, it's been mind-boggling to think that on 10,000 occasions, people listen to Romy and I have conversations. Yeah, but yeah. thank you. But yeah, let's save, you our, save our thanks for the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. um, so some of your listeners have sent in some questions. So I'm really keen to delve into them. Bring it on. Are you ready? Oh, no. <laughs> Um, all right. What is, okay, no. Have you ever argued? No, we haven't argued. We've disagreed on things. We've just definitely disagreed on things because we're very different as people. Mm. We have very different personalities and like obviously different ideas. Um, but I think we just talk it out in a way that because we knew each other before, we know how one person would react to certain situations. Yeah. I think we're fairly good communicators. Mm. And if anything, like, it's all for the good of our podcast at the end of the day, like, mm. whatever it is we want to do. So it's not, like, we, there's no ego. There's nothing, like, we don't take things personally if one person doesn't like the other's idea. It's more so, like, what would work best for this podcast as a whole because yeah. we're both working towards this one thing, right? So you have to put all of those, like, yeah, egos and stuff aside. Yeah. And I think we just naturally... Just did that. Thankfully, <laughs> we didn't have. I think to we have confidence work. in each other's uh, opinions as well. Mm. I think what we do a good job of is putting ourselves in the other person's shoes. So if we do ever disagree on something, it's always one person hears out the other one, try to understand it from their perspective, and the other person reciprocates, mm. and then we kind of figure out what would be best moving forward from there. Yeah. So um, to Romy's point, like if we if one person's so passionate about something, we kind of just back them and trust the instinct, mm. um, and like. Romy mentioned before, we're two different people, two different upbringings, two different personalities, mm. two different genders. Um, so there's, a, I think fundamentally the values at the core are the same. Mm. It's just how we'd execute or approach certain things that are different. It's really interesting to hear like what the dynamic is like because, because I do it alone. So mm. if I have an idea, I'm kind of just like, this is the idea. And mm. I think there's a good thing of like having someone with you because you can bounce off the idea, right? Yeah. And the other person is just as invested because I can bounce it off my friends, my boyfriend, but it's not their baby, right? So mm. you don't get that really insightful like opinion. Mm. And it also means your end goal is the same. And I love that you mm. said that like, it's not like you guys are trying to like get to different places and by you suggesting something, it's not derailing what, you know, the other might want. Mm. Yeah. It's it's more like, hey, we're both trying to get to the top yeah, of this the vision's hill. the same. How are we going to, like, mm. are we going to take a rope up with us or are we going yeah. to take build an elevator? Like, you're just having different ideas, mm. right? And I think that's, like, we're I think it's really... co-parenting nice. a podcast baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's your, that, I mean, that, they say parents don't get much much sleep, hey? So oh. I guess that correlates that makes pretty sense. well. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
What's your love language? So for anyone listening, the five love languages are quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, giving gifts and acts of service. So it's pretty much how you best receive love and feel loved. Mm. Mm. So what would you say is yours? Mine is quality time. I was going to say, my, like, I would assume yours Yeah, that's time. definitely my really? love language. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that in terms of what you want to receive or what you give as well? That's how I want to receive love. Um, but I think for a bit, especially my relationship at the beginning, mm. I was trying to give love in the way that I want to receive it, mm. yeah. which is like, you know, you should understand the other person's way as well. And this isn't just in like romantic relationships. I guess this is just with anyone. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. Th- I think that's really like common. Um, yeah, that was like a, like one of the detriments of my relationship before mm. because – I wasn't getting what I needed, so I overcompensated by giving my love language rather Mm. than listening and being like, okay, what's his love language and this is what I'm going to do for him. Like, dude, he doesn't respond to words of affirmation. That's my thing. It's because I wasn't getting it. I was just giving it. Mm. And it's so common, especially in unhealthy relationships. Mm. Um, And it's just human nature that people do it, even in healthy relationships where you you understand love a certain way and so you put it back out into Mm. the world. Yeah. No, it took me like a few years of my very long relationship to figure it out mm. um and it was like vice versa as well but mm. i think it's so important to understand but love that. languages don't necessarily need to be romantic right mm. so if you like how how would you share your love with like friends Which it would also lang- be quality you... time yeah 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 it would also be quality time for me same for you Chris. Yeah. so my romantic love language is words of affirmation mm. so i need words of affirmation yeah but then my friendships would be quality time mm. and i hate not that I hate, but like I don't like physical touch and stuff. But I love that with a romantic mm. scenarios. I think I, I think for most people it's different. Mm. I suppose quality time is like a really common one, so like it's a good one that you have for both friends and romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. But I think if they I don't think, realize I think they I do won't that to reciprocate. You. Yeah, you do. Because I'm my love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. So both yeah. in terms of romantic relationships and friendships. Friendships, yeah. <laughs> oh, like just even like with family and stuff yeah. as well, right? In terms of both receiving and giving, uh, my love language is words of affirmation. So I think we've had the same issue in the past where I'd kind of communicate in a way which is like not like, like how I would want to be communicated, mm. thinking that I'm giving Romy what she needs. But yeah. in reality, it doesn't hit as hard because that's not how she communicates. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. think it's so common. I think it's... And it doesn't necessarily point to a problem. I think it's just human nature to be mm. like, hey, this is my understanding of love. And therefore, I want to show someone I love them. And this is how what mm. I think love is. So I'm going to give them what I think love mm. is. Yeah. Yeah, but that's so important, eh? Like even just with your friends and your, or your family to understand what their love language is and like give it to them in the way that they would want to receive it. Yeah. Yeah. Words of affirmation gang is um, elite. <laughs> I hear you. I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for your input on that question. (laughs) That's funny. Um, mm, How has podcasting changed your relationship with each other? Mm, I feel like we need to make a conscious effort sometimes to like acknowledge like each other as friends because sometimes it's like he'll walk in or I'll walk in to his place we'll have a recording we won't even ask each other how we are we just get straight into it we'll just be like okay let's go let's set this up 
But like, it's not like no hard feelings about it. We just like operate like that. But we do have like a group of friends. And when we meet up with that group, we try not to do like, or have like podcast chat between the two of us and just mm. like be there as friends. But I think because we do have that friendship, we can recognize when one another are like something's going on in our private life mm. or like something's up that's, with that's each the, other. Yeah, that's so the other that's level the of like how often we text each other yeah. so that we can like pick up on each other's moods based yeah. on how we mm. type. Small intonation. So I yeah. think we have that advantage. Do you feel like now that we're conscious that of that, you try and type differently? No, that's good. I don't. You do then, do you? Um... Yeah, I might. So I'm going to ask you every single I'm day. Not, no, I'm not saying I do it all the time, but sometimes I'll message and be like, okay, this sounds too dramatic. Let me make it more excited. Hmm. It's an honesty podcast, Rami. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's good for dishonesty, me to dishonesty, actually. I so. know, to your friend. <laughs> it's, it's honesty about dishonesty. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Um, Far no, I think we – so running a podcast, we speak literally every day, mm. at least over text, mostly over text. Um, so – we communicate more as f- in our relationship, but we don't connect as friends as much as you would think we would. Mm. So I think that's something else we need to work on is every X amount of episodes, let's just go out for dinner and just mm. catch up as friends. Yeah. Not talk about podcasts. But like. I feel closer to you now than before. Than before. Yeah. Like, mm. I feel like Sam's reached like brother status for me. Oh. Like, oh, we've sweet. definitely gotten closer yeah. from yeah. doing this. Yeah. Um, so, do you think you could have picked up on each other's moods and stuff from texting, like, before you were doing the podcast? I think so. But there's also, I think that goes back to my words of affirmation thing. Or uh, maybe not words of affirmation, but just me being an overthinker. Like, right. if you if you text me tomorrow without an emoji, yeah. I'd be like, something's up with Kripa. Kripa always really? sends emojis. Because <laughs> so I, 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 I find that, like, funny because people change the way they text. Like, I change depending on, like, if I'm just tired, I just don't use emojis. Yeah. I would be mm. so paranoid that you'd think I'd be sad. So I have well, to I always... Think, I think we've done that with Romy in the past. Like, Romy might send text without an exclamation mark and they'd be like, is everything okay? Mm. And, and I'll be like, like... Yeah, I was just walking Oscar and I was typing with one hand. Chill. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah, I guess, I guess that helps with... I guess, yeah, I think Romy's good at being brutally honest. I don't know if she's like that with other people or if it's just a dynamic that we've built mm. in our relationship now. I think that's been helpful for me just to be real and kind of yeah. hold you in check. Mm. Mm. Okay, next question. Actually, before that, I've got a question for the, the both of you. Mm. So that question was how has podcasting changed our relationship? But how has podcasting changed like other aspects of your life? Like, like for me, uh, someone at work told me that since I've started podcasting that I'm more confident when I present, uh, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, I think just like generally speaking – just my appreciation for things about our culture mm. that I wouldn't, I, that I would take for granted if it weren't for having these conversations with these guests yeah. and just like how I think about things from our culture. Mm. And I think yeah. that's even like helped my relationship with my parents as well, right? Because, mm. you know, we talk more about their experiences mm, with the topics yeah. we unpack as well, right? Mm. I think from that point of view, my appreciation for our culture has grown a lot mm. like in the past however many months we've been doing this. Yeah. I mean, we started it because we knew there was so much richness to our culture, but at the same time, like talking to different people and doing a ton of research, you find out all these other things and it's just solidified, mm. I guess, the appreciation. Um, and that's purely just from talking to so many people who have, yeah, just brought new perspectives on things. So it's, Sorry to interrupt, but it's, yeah, I guess it's also the research that we put in because yeah. I know you do a lot of that before an episode as well. Mm. We're doing a more, I guess we've got like two types of episodes. One's more like, this is a topic, this is 
the history and significance mm. of it. We've got the other type of episode where it's like we've got someone on to share their story. Um, I guess for the more educational or topical episodes, yeah. Romy does like really extensive research into it. Mm. So I feel yeah. like for that, that's been really big for both of us as well. Yeah, I think so. Because like there's a lot that I never knew about our culture before we started this, which I think that that's helped. And I feel like, um, yeah, it's helped me be more cohesive even when I present and stuff at work. It's surprising because you're already, I feel like you're already a very articulate person. Yeah, just the way I, like I've, yeah. Doesn't I, cohesive I mean sticky? Cohesive, like the, the way you string your sentences together. Oh, all right. Or just a bit more, yeah. yeah, they just run a bit smoother. I feel like, yeah, like I've improved in That's that. Awesome. Yeah. What are you, Yeah, Chris? what about you? Hmm. Those are good answers. But I think mine is, this isn't a Q&A for me. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> How the turntables. That was an office reference, if anyone didn't pick up on it. I don't think it. you need to clarify I that. did not. Really? Do I don't want to sound people, like an idiot. Uh, do people not I actually know? didn't pick oh, up on it. Really? I've watched The Office, but only once through, so I didn't. I don't we know took ages to get Romy to watch The Office, really? and it didn't live up to the hype. It was good, but I think it was just way overhyped, so I expected it to be way better. Yeah. I think there is a lot of hype around it, mm. but I think... If you have never heard of the hype and you just click on it on Netflix, mm. yeah, it's great. Gold. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, don't try to side <laughs> sidestep <laughs> the question. Good deflection. <laughs> I know. Um, I would say that I think that before, I wouldn't say I was selfish, but I think that I thought about myself a lot, and like I think that I, um, I knew that I could grow from other people, but I think I was very focused on the kind of what the end result was going to be. I don't know. Does that make sense? Does that make yeah. me sound bad? I don't think but I'm wording that's, that's it right. That's a really big reflection, I feel. Yeah. What do you mean? For a, the podcast to have shifted the way you like see that yourself. that sort of self-realization. How do people play? I think it's growth. a few things. Like, I think because around that time, the same time as I started the podcast is, um, or like five months before that, I started doing stand-up. And so mm. stand-up, it's like this complete two different things, right? Because in my stand-up, I talk about just how self-obsessed I am. And I am self-obsessed. Like, look at me. But I think that the thing with podcasting, it just accidentally took me into a direction of the focus being on other people. And mm. so I think the self-obsessiveness... I like being self-obsessed and I think everyone should be self-obsessed and you only get to be with yourself. But I think that it's just given me this heightened appreciation for like listening. I think it's made me a better listener mm. and wow. like more inquisitive. Like, do mm. you guys feel that? Like, do you guys feel like you want to ask more questions when you're in conversations? Mm. No, because I feel like I was like that before. Yeah, oh. Sandler was always very inquisitive. I feel like it's made me more inquisitive. Really? Yeah, because I... Not that being inquisitive is like makes you someone who wants to pry, but I just was never someone who asked people a lot of questions because I myself was fairly closed and didn't mm. like answering questions yeah. about myself. But it's definitely made me more inquisitive. That's a good one. That's a, that's I feel like that's that's amazing though that the mm. podcast has given you so much growth. Yeah, mm. I think it sounds like it's given it to you guys as well. Like I think we wouldn't keep doing it had if it doesn't give us. Kind yeah. of something and that's okay. not in a selfish way just like it has to fulfill you right yeah. and like recognizing this stuff whether yeah. it's being a better presenter being more confident like that kind of stuff mm. you can't learn that stuff 
Yeah. You can't learn self-growth and self-awareness or, or like compassion or empathy yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I don't think I was as empathetic before. Wow, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a good, really yeah. good reflection. This is not about me. <laughs> it's flipped around. Anyway, <laughs> enough about me. Okay. Have you ever said something during a podcast that you wish you could take back that you didn't edit out? No. So I think that's the beauty of podcasting and not being on live radio mm. is that if you do ever say something or feel like you sound like an idiot, you can just edit it to make mm. yourself not sound like that. Mm. Yeah. Or you can just like stop and be like, I want to rephrase that. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. But also sometimes I feel like I have left stuff in and I just can't be bothered going and changing it. I'm just like, oh. That would never happen with me. Why? Because you'd be anxious me. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I have in the past re-recorded things that I've said because I think if we're talking about our strengths and weaknesses, I think Romy's strength is that she's really articulate and coherent with the ideas that she wants to express. Uh, for me, I don't think that is a strength of mine. I think if you told me to reflect on a question, I could write it up and then give you something that I'm happy with answering. Um, I think my strength is asking questions. Mm-hmm. So definitely have in the past re-recorded something that I've wanted to say just so I'm comfortable with how it comes across because I don't think that initially live on recording it's um, as clear or as thoughtful or insightful as I want it to be yeah so I, I've done that as well I think we're all guilty of it it's very normal what is your biggest regret in life that's such a big question for me I think it's not um so so after school I started architecture mm-hmm. and two weeks in I knew it wasn't for me so I changed to commerce and I chose commerce because it was so broad that it could take me in any direction. I think what I should have done is taken a few steps back to figure out what my values are and ha- what career path would align with that. So then I could find a more fulfilling career than what I'm in now. Mm. And if you could go back now and choose something else, what would it be? It, it would be something working with people. Mm. So maybe social work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've got the courage now to make a Back really big career change and I don't I, I probably regret not doing that mm. I think what I don't enjoy about my role is that I'm not giving back in a tangible way so if I can find a career path when I can use my experience and my degree but give back in a more you know impactful way, way I think that would be the ideal mm. yeah Rums? um I could probably say a similar thing career-wise I also would want to be in a career where I give back more but I like my job. I genuinely feel like I don't have regrets. Are you in marketing? I, oh, I'm a consultant, but I consult marketers. Right. So I like my job. I'm not necessarily giving back either. Um, and that's something that like just ate me up for a long time. But I feel like this podcast really filled a bit of that gap or like that hole in me where I was just like, what am I doing? Um, but yeah, but like genuinely, I feel like I say like, oh, I regret that. But like I don't – I feel like I don't really have many regrets like in general in life because like I feel like sometimes we're so hard on ourselves for making certain decisions but like you just learn from it and you literally just move on. Yeah, like you made the decisions. It, like you made it then. In that moment with yeah. the knowledge like what, what you knew. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like – sometimes it's like you need to do things, whatever it is, whether it's a regrettable thing or not, but like it's the way for you to cope and get through a period of time. Mm. Yeah. And it's like you come out of it and it's like, I just hate that I did that. But that. I'm also just like, oh, 
I'm kind of glad that I did that yeah. because I wouldn't have been yeah. able to come out of I it. I feel like it's okay to hate a situation. Like there's certain situations that I've hated that I've done, but it's like, what's the point of regretting it? Like I did it, it happened. Mm. Like I can't erase my past. So mm. like whatever, I just learned from it's it. It's like the weird timeline thing that we were talking about earlier. Like if I didn't pick architecture, I wouldn't have changed the commerce. I wouldn't have been in the lecture to run into that guy. I wouldn't have met Romy. Yeah. I wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? Wonder what, yeah. what the, all the other sentences in the multiverse are doing. I know. Think about oh, it all yeah, the time. That's so interesting. I think it's about like that, that all the time too. Yeah, there's like there's always like that one episode in every series where it's like the same what day over and over again. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. What's your biggest regret? No. I'm not answering every question. <laughs> Come on, Cribs. Ooh, I'd say mine's a not safe for work one. Like we can't air it, but I can tell you guys off the record. You don't have to if you're not comfortable. With oh, I don't care. Though. Like, I just don't want it, like, yeah. on the... Um, we will tell right you guys. Back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just turn this off. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, but we're not including it, but it was so spicy. You guys <laughs> missed out so much. Oh, my God. Kripa just told us you murdered someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. I, I will never be able to practice with that info out there. Um, yeah, sorry, I cannot share that on the record, but if you want to find out, you have to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does that mean we're your friends now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're do. friends with the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my house. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> okay. Um, what was your favorite episode? Mm, oh. I feel like this is going to be a cop-out answer, but I feel like every episode for a different reason, holds a place in my heart. Mm. The first episode for me will always be the favourite because it was a build-up of so many ideas and us finally executing. We re-recorded that four or five times. Mm. It all came together. And I think the response of that is what really kind of leapfrogged us into Mm. really kicking off. Mm. Um, The other episode that I would say is probably close second is the interview with Elfresh Alliance. So... Growing up between maybe year nine and second year uni, I really wanted to pursue music as a career. And that kind of, the the idea of like what that would look like shifted and changed quite a bit. But there was a big part of it where I wanted to rap. I think for my friends, they'll be like, what? But I think genuinely, I think I can write decent rhymes, but I don't think I've got the voice or the swag to execute on it. But the the kind of idea behind that would be it would be very like activism based and it'd be a lot of integration with my cultural Eastern music side as well. Mm-hmm. I think talking to Elfresh who was doing both of those things was kind of talking to someone who I would have envisioned myself being back in high school. Um, and just the way we structured that episode was we took a few of the songs from mm-hmm. his latest album and we unpacked the meanings behind the lyrics and the mm. the sounds and the the sonics of it all. I think that was for me a really cool experience to mm. have that conversation with parallel universe in that. Mm. How about you, Rams? Yeah, I it's also a cop out answer. I cannot pick. I feel like I've genuinely learned something different from everyone. Like I feel like when we interviewed Lakshmiaka from Heritage Supply mm. Co, like that was amazing because we've made such a great friend of her. Um they've that Patnaik, mm. when we interviewed him on Indian mythology, like that was My so mind. eye-opening. Like I was just, I, we could have listened to him all day. He was so great to listen to. And it just taught me a lot about, you know, our, our texts and all of that stuff that I was kind of starting to explore myself. So it's like, yeah, I mean, even like Bindi Bosses, they're yeah. just so every, cool. Every episode like for a different just, reason. I literally cannot, like, yeah. yeah I, you I just can't. Banging guests to like choose between 
all of them. I think also there's something different that they would bring to the conversation exactly. every time. Like yeah. it's kind of like, oh, I love the rapport I had with this person or I love the, uh, I love what I learned from yeah. this person. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And like, if you, yeah, if we think about every single person, they're just doing something really awesome in their own way. And it's like, you just can't. You either learn something, you feel other. inspired yeah. or you grow from the conversations yeah. or how you look at certain things. So yeah. it's really hard to pick. Cannot pick. Mm, cop outs. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you the same question this time, Kripa. Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, next question. What tradition from your childhood or something culture related, what would you want to continue on and pass down to your family? Mm. I grew up with my parents kind of instilling the love they have for art and culture to my brother and I. Um, so I think exposing my potential future family to that world, I think is really important. It's not just, I think, I don't think it's just like taking them to music concerts and dance programs and museums and traveling and things like that, but it's mm. just putting the effort to understand it yourself. So then you can explain it on a yeah. deeper mm. level. And I think with regards to the question about the podcast, I think there's so many conversations we've had where something as small as why do we wear a bindi? right mm. uh, getting that explanation which we would have taken for granted or looked at it one way but not thought about the the historical significance or the mm. deeper spiritual meaning behind i think it's thinking critically to look at those things that mm. i would want to pass on mm. yeah i think one thing for me is is language that's something that got passed on to me and my parents pretty much just like forced us to speak in Tamil at home um, so that we don't forget. So that's something that I would love to pass on to my kids. Um, and the other things also similar to what Sen said, like the explanation behind why we do certain things in our culture, which I didn't necessarily get, um, as well as like even with religion and, you know, really anything to do with like South Asian culture, not just saying you have to do X, Y, Z, but explaining why we do certain things and then, also, like, it's made me want to carry on certain traditions that I probably wouldn't have before. Yeah. But, like, even things like, you know, getting an understanding of our, like, Hindu texts. Mm. You know, we've spoken about this so much. Like, growing up, you just read stories of, like, this god did this and, like, that's it. But, like, there's so much more depth behind those stories mm. and I would want my children to read those stories but also be able to analyze and understand the deeper meanings behind it not mm. just take it face it's value. so i would pass that right down yeah yeah mm. i love that i agree with the language thing i think that um it's one of the easiest things to not pass down mm. because you take it for granted that you can speak it yeah like because uh, i'm the eldest like my Parents taught me Tamil and they were so excited about it. And by the time they got to my like sister, then the next sister, there's just three of us. And it's like you kind of lose that like um, the motivation. motivation and it sucks. I think that the issue isn't like, oh, okay, we need to easily pass it down. It's more like, oh, my God, you have to go actively out of your way and make sure that like, you know, I don't know. I feel like you have to be consciously aware of it, especially mm. if – you and your partner speak different languages. Mm. Do, you, do yours? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine different too. languages. So he speaks Hindi. Mm. My boyfriend speaks Sinhalese. Oh, really? Oh, so okay, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, because I, I, I want them to know both. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that going to be confusing? No, I feel no. like kids are smarter than we give Even them credit for. Yeah. I feel like they'll be able to differentiate and pick it up. I used to be full in Sinhalese. What? Rami started school in Sri Lanka before. No way. Yeah. Okay. I did. So I was like fluent in Sinhalese and Tamil. 
Call when girl. I was like, Hyundai. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I mean, it's, it's cool that we've got resources now with apps and yeah. you know, YouTube. S- small businesses coming up yeah. with these guides for people like us who grew up in the West but want to share the culture to yeah. the next generation. So there's hope. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What is something that you guys don't tell each other enough? That I appreciate you. Yeah, me too. I think since we've hashed out this whole words of affirmation thing, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't say that enough as well. And how good of a friend Sendin truly is. Likewise. I feel like Romy's, yeah, she doesn't enjoy the cheesy mm, really? uh, words of affirmation. Do you shut down? She deflects. Yeah. She doesn't oh. shut down, she deflects. Yes. <laughs> but I can send them your way and you don't necessarily have to reciprocate because it's not my love language. So what, how would I, how would you like me to express my gratitude towards you? You don't have to do anything really. Oh my God, guys, they're hugging right now. It's <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. This quality time is good. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um, who does what operationally? So Sendon does majority of the editing. He's an editing extraordinaire. Um, and then I do like more of the admin stuff and social media. Um, but then we collaborate obviously before we have interviews and stuff like that as well so that we still have both of our ideas in place. But um, that's usually how we split it. Yeah, everything we do, we collaborate on. Mm. But the person who takes the lead is – so I'll do the audio essentially and Romy does the visuals. Nice. What about ideas? Like do you have like sessions where you catch up specifically for ideas or do you kind of just let it happen? That's something that I think we need to put more effort yeah, in Yeah, we need to get better at that. Because um, right now it's just like throwing ideas over text. Mm. And then sometimes if we have a quieter week, then we'll connect and then yeah, debrief those sessions before an are great. interview. Yeah. And there's so many ideas that come out yeah. of that. Um, and I think, I mean, if we're talking about like the challenges of running a podcast, I'd say the biggest one is time. Um, working full time and running a podcast mm. is so hard. Not to do anything else. Mm. Yeah, it's... I'm sure you can relate to this as well because yeah. like, there's so many things that you want to do, but just because of time and yeah. other responsibilities, you just can't. Yeah, like sometimes we're finishing work at like 8 p.m. and then it's How like do you even do anything else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. So yeah, lots lots of late nights. Mm. Mm. But yeah, there's so many moments like a guest saying that they felt really comfortable talking to us and we gave them a really great space for them to share their story or listeners messaging in to say that it really resonated with them that really push us through those like long nights Mm. and stressful times i mean there's a reason you would like you wouldn't keep doing it if it was just like long nights and shittiness like you know you're doing it because it gives you so much fulfillment right i'm sure you can relate to Mm. all that as well Yeah, yeah yeah for sure um what do you admire the most about each other someone described Romy as being dignified and I feel like that word just really summarizes who Romy is as a person I think she's like very poised she's very strong she's just gonna leave <laughs> <laughs> you're very graceful words of affirmation <laughs> no no sorry <laughs> no but yeah I, th- I think she's just a very dignified person like very polished very calm cool collected very mm. strong very friendly I think, yeah, that word really summarised who she is as a person. Very apt. Thank you. (laughs) It's so awkward. Um, What do I admire the most about Sendin? I think, like, Sendin just genuinely really cares about people, about our podcast, just about, like, things that matter to him. He 
genuinely just cares a lot about them, especially people, like our group of friends about, you know, and I think you go out of your way to make people feel special and loved. And I admire that about you. I can see that even though like, you know, we've only known each other a short time, you make people feel very visible. Like mm. it's like you're actually listening or you actually care. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Really good at listening. Yeah. And like you go out of your way to kind of be supportive, mm. however that manifests mm. and whatever it's about, like, you know, whether it's podcast related or not, you're always like kind of so affirming. I think mm. that's like a very. Yep. Yeah. Thanks guys. Did that, that fill your quota? <laughs> Did that fill your quota yep. for affirmation? I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what has been... I've got a question for you. So as, as a friend of us and as another podcaster and as someone who listens to our podcast, mm. what do you think that we could improve on? Ooh. That's really tough. I'd say more of your faces on socials like people listen to us because they like us and so it's such a humanizing thing to put your face on socials and i think you guys don't do that enough mm. okay that's not a answer i was expecting oh really what did you yeah, i thought it would be about like the episode itself really no i yeah. think uh, like i don't think there is like a i think you're really good you're both like very warm and very approachable and friendly words of affirmation <laughs> Sorry, I Rums? can't. I can't think of an episode-related thing. I think that's a good sign. I think yeah, it's a, I think that's, that's a, big, a good thing. <laughs> big, big compliment coming from you as well mm, because no, you're in this space you. and you're doing yeah. so many amazing things mm, in it. Rums, what do you think we can work on? Um, I agree with Kripa. The first thing I thought, and even in an episode, and I think we're getting better at this, but just being more like putting our personality or like our opinions and that sort of thing. Yeah. We do it, but I think. We just better, need to more. open up a little bit more sometimes as well because I feel yeah, like we're just not your personalities come through. That's good in yeah. episodes. I think okay. on, on on socials social and socials yeah. is what like builds your audience, mm. like draws people to listen. And by putting your face on there, mm. I reckon that would be yeah yeah. We definitely yeah. need to like we because like sometimes yeah. I don't see Senthan on there or I see you sometimes Romy, mm. but sometimes I don't see you. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, combination of the silos that sometimes we work in i mm. think that that's one thing we need to work on mm. that because i'm solely editing and romy is solely on socials we miss out on ideas kind of crossing in mm. that way yeah. sometimes because like you just get caught up in the motions and you don't always collab with certain things yeah um, i think something that you do a really good job of that we can learn from is i think the way we interview is a bit more q a mm. as opposed to your style which is a bit more conversational. conversational right i think um to romy's point about us being more personal and sharing more i think that will help with that mm. um and then on a personal level i think the perfectionist thing is something that i need to work on yeah covid has like completely fixed that perfectionism in me because i used to be like oh my god every single second of the podcast episode has to be perfect but like because like zoom has just absolutely like my audio and stuff has been so like tricky to control you don't know like what the other person's audio is going to be mm. like um it's just like i've kind of gone you know what i'm just going to put an episode out there and people will enjoy it and yeah. like it kind of just comes back and people are like, I love this episode. And it's like, did you actually? Because I couldn't hear anything in it, but they'd liked it. So mm. it's fine. And I think like the more you kind of lower your standard and as long as the episodes are going Consistent. out, yeah. consistency, yeah. yeah. like I think it's, that's all that matters. Yeah. I, I think I get in my head about this stuff. 
whether it's like, oh my God, my face looks really bad on this social. Like, oh, I posted this photo up like on my story. And did I ask the right questions? Did I reveal too much about myself? Did I talk about my mental health too much? Like, la, la, la. And at the end of the day, people aren't that focused. They just want to get to know me. Mm, I'm saying this as much to myself as I am to you guys. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. I think it's like, it kind of comes down to what I value might not be what a listener values. Mm. So when I'm editing, the things that I would prioritize Mm. in, you know, refining, people might not always care about. Mm. Okay, next question. Has anyone approached you in real life and say they knew you from the podcast i tried Mm. dating apps i don't think it's for me but i did match with a girl who was like oh you're the guy from the podcasting (laughs) and i was like yeah (laughs) i am i made it (laughs) i think i think that's been the my moment Mm. yeah where you knew you were famous (laughs) i I didn't know how to react to that (laughs) um i went to a friend's house um and this random guy was like I've seen you somewhere and I was like oh like maybe uni and we're like yeah maybe and then he was like wait do you do a podcast like an hour later (laughs) and I was like I do and he's like that's where I've seen you I was like oh that's so cool and then like random like clients of mine recognized um yeah recognizing from there you feel famous no, I was kind of just yeah, like, she oh. went home. She wrote yeah. it down. <laughs> I was like, this is a dear diary she, moment. Yeah, she ticked it off her vision board. As I was you, Chris. Uh, yeah, it happened at um, it happened at Carter. Um, <laughs> nice. My podcast has beef with Carter. I, I also can get behind that beef. Like I, I know that they're very notoriously racist, but I still go there because. I know I shouldn't. Like, so I shouldn't you, you, the you music is pretty good though. You went clubbing and then did someone pull your sign? Be like, oh, you're the. Podcast no, I was girl. hanging with. Like we were, because everyone there's brown, right? Mm. So I was happened to be like shoulder to shoulder with another group, and he was like, "Oh my god, Kripa, Kripa from Uncultured," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I was like, <laughs> "I'm so drunk and so famous." <laughs> um, what is your short and long term vision for the podcast? I don't think mm. I don't think the end game is just podcasting for stuck in between. Mm. I don't know what that means what it looks like but mm. i don't think our goal for stuck in between is for it to be just podcasting yeah. i think there's yeah. a few different avenues that we could explore yeah no i agree i think there's certain interests that we have as individuals and yeah things that we can expand on through having this podcast mm. yeah could be really cool kind of using this platform to do more storytelling beyond just podcasting mm. i can't wait um, I have a proposition actually, but um, I'll park it for after. After don't this. forget. Don't worry. Just remind me. Um, Another question for the both of you: um, Who do you look up to in the podcasting space? I think I look up to Shameless Podcast. Yeah, and I just feel like they're just two girls from Melbourne who just had a vision, got rejected, then just went out on their own and started it, and now they're one of the biggest podcasts in Australia, and. Yeah, I think just to see like two 27-year-olds just killing it mm. is just awesome. That's so exactly my like, answer. Yeah. 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 I would not have started podcasting without Shameless. Yeah, I think they were yeah. an inspiration for me as yeah. well. They are just so – I think they got in at a time like before podcasting was saturated, so like it was so like innovative and mm. I remember how exciting it was. And yeah, I love them. Mm. I feel like they're my friends. Mm. Yeah. We should go to their live show. Do they have one they, in Sydney? They – they did one like a couple of years ago. Mm. We should go. Yeah. yeah. Who would you say you look up to 
more generally? Um, typical answer, but my mum. Yeah. Because she's like the strongest and the smartest person I know. Hands down. Just super career driven. Never complains. Is just always super happy. Um, and just managed to make something of herself career-wise, but also be a really great mother, yeah. my sister and I. What we were saying earlier about you being a strong, dignified woman, you'd definitely get from your mum. If I could be like half the person she is, I'd be very happy. <laughs> How about you, Cripps? I mean, I would say that's my answer as well. My mum is just wonderful. And I think the thing that I admire most about her is that she's able to see the good in everything. And I don't think a lot of people can do that. Mm. I think that when something you know, bad or sad or, you know, unpleasant or whatever it is. She's just, she just completely turns it around. Mm. And I think almost to her detriment sees the good yeah. in people. And it's like, I'm nothing like her. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm exactly like my dad. I love my dad too. But my mom is just a whole nother thing. Mm. Who do you look up to, Simon? I'd say my grandparents. Mm. Um, I didn't really get to know my tata, but both he and my amama have touched so many lives in you know so many different ways and their legacy will live on through all the people that they've impacted Mm. Um, and they both just have this like really rich understanding and love for culture and history so um, I'd say Mm. them and a super cheesy answer but LeBron um, not because of what he does on the court but more so for what he's done off the court with you know all the work he's done for his community and Mm. elevating the people around him so yeah Mm. Two, two very similar people. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> LeBron and my Same, same. Besties. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. But I want to ask one last question. Um, half question, half like actual curiosity, like half part of the episode, half actual. What do you think is different about our podcast for people listening? Mm. What do you think is different about them? Mm. I think firstly going back to what we were saying earlier, um, yes, you know, two South Asian podcasts – but hosted by people with, you know, different personalities, mm. different experiences, yeah. um, different insights, different stories. So, yeah. you know, there'll obviously be some similarities and differences there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but also from my understanding, the way you structure your episodes, yeah, are, you know, I'm, I'm going in without a topic in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have a conversation with someone and wherever that leads is what the podcast is going to be about, yeah. and, right? Yeah. Um, whereas our angle is I guess kind of going the opposite way so we'll we'll pick a topic and then try to find who is the best yeah. person to yeah. tell the story yeah. about interesting it. Um, I would say that yeah. you guys are quite educational in like you have a lot of educational snippets and I think that I don't do a lot of educational snippets but that's not necessarily a bad no, thing though, I don't because think sometimes bad. we look at you and think you know we, we yeah. should do yeah. things more casual, like it's yeah. interesting yeah. that like we both like, I think it's a good thing that we can see that in each other. Because, like, yeah, I've, I've always been like, damn, that's, like, like I know how much I got from, like, listening to, yeah, like, mini episodes and stuff. And it's, like, that's that stuff is so good. And yeah. I think, yeah, maybe it's, like, a good thing that there are different kinds of voices in this space yeah. who are doing yeah. things differently. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, because there's so many angles to cover one thing, right? And it's impossible yeah, so many for voices one, yeah, for one podcast or one person to yeah. do it all. Yeah. Well, Kripa, thank you so much thank for joining you us. Thank so much. Um, it's been a pleasure. If anyone has been living under a rock and hasn't checked out the Uncultured podcast yet, please, please do. do. Um, the conversations Kripa is having are 
so important and so insightful. Oh. And mm. like we said at the beginning of the podcast, it's been uh, such a pleasure yeah. to get to know you. I know this is only the you know the, the second time that we're probably hanging out. Yeah. But it feels like we've been friends I know, for so long. And maybe it's because we listen to each other. Maybe it's yeah. like... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm familiar. Kind of yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, you know, like we said, you inspire us in yeah. so many different Likewise. ways. And we're so proud of how far you've come. Yeah. Um, we we can't wait to see what's in store. Yeah. And, thank you. You know, keep collabing and mm. working together on this journey. Mm. Um, and, yeah. you know, while we're saying our thank yous, we... Wanted to say uh, a massive thank you to all of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, none of this would be possible without your support. And it's honestly so touching and overwhelming getting messages and hearing about all the positive feedback we've gotten. Um, like we said before, running a podcast isn't easy, but it's mm. moments like that that uh, really motivates us through. So oh, most we, definitely. we have no words to thank yeah. everyone enough for yeah, that. Yeah, we love receiving your DMs as well. So please continue to send those. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, we also wanted to obviously thank our guests. I think we've been so lucky to have some incredible people on mm. and we've truly made some great friendships as a result of this as well. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing and we've learned so much from yeah. each and every one of you. So been we're so, so grateful. Um, and on a personal level, obviously wanted to thank my friends and family for supporting me and understanding that this is a passion project that I'm working on, which means I don't have much time for much else at the moment and neither does Senden. So really appreciate everyone's support in pushing us through that as well for sure my thank yous are going to be a bit longer um <laughs> just going back to our thing about words of affirmation uh, so so firstly to my parents like i said before them instilling their love and passion for our culture and the arts to my brother and i has made such a world of difference and i think mm. we're reaping the rewards of that in adulthood now yeah um with my dad's experience in radio and my mum's father's experience in radio mm. uh, it's an honor to be kind of the third generation in this wave yeah um and yeah just i feel like their interests and the way they look at things have been the best supporters but also the best critics for yep. us um so a lot of constructive feedback which has mm. helped us in different ways uh to my amama who is a walking encyclopedia <laughs> uh it's just been great getting to pick her brain about certain things and i think the podcast has helped our relationship because mm. we talk more about you know, what her experiences were like as a woman growing in different times in different parts of South Asia and mm. the perspective she's had living through some of the topics and issues that we speak about. Yeah. Uh, to uh, Lakshmi Akak, who started as a guest on our podcast but has become a, a mentor, yeah. a friend, an inspiration to the both of us, yeah. um, uh, the honorary Akka of the, of the show. <laughs> um, to my guys, Gary and Chanil, uh, the best hype man you could ask for. Um, I love you guys. And yeah, I know you don't really like the mushy stuff, Rami, so I'll keep it simple and just say I appreciate you no. as, <laughs> as a friend and as a partner in this uh, oh, project. I appreciate you as well. Thanks, Edmund. <laughs> like you won an Oscar. Yeah, and they've got the uh, <laughs> wind-up music playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Everyone's like, yeah, wrap it up, Simon. If you're watching this at home, past your bedtime. <laughs> the shout-outs to people Thank at home. Thank you, baby. Let's go. <laughs> See you next year. <laughs> you guys are actually, like, breaking so much ground and, like, breaking so many ceilings with what you're doing. And I know that people get so much from just, like, listening to you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here. 
Thanks so much for listening. Let us know if you like this style of Q&A episode. Yeah. We would love to hear your thoughts and we had a blast doing it. So I feel we like did. we could do more stuff like this in the future as well. Definitely. To wrap up the year and welcome in 2022, we thought we'd do a health series to help with those New Year's resolutions and start off the year right. Yeah, this series will include interviews with South Asians doing really powerful things in the health space, including accredited dietitian Annika from Appetite by Annika, fitness expert Janani Beadle and life coach Nira Dialin, or released as separate episodes. As always, you can find us on Instagram at suckinbetween underscore podcast. Stay tuned to Kripa's Instagram page at unculturedpod, where we'll be doing an IGTV with her with a sip or spill or truth or drink kind of game. So yep. I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so here's to 10,000 more downloads and another 25 <laughs> episodes. Let's go. We'll catch you then. Bye.